Welcome back, everybody. It is Friday. Uh, we are rolling towards the end of May. I am back home for uh, a few days. If, uh, if you haven't been following me on Twitter or whatever, I don't blame you. But um, I've been in Seattle. Then last, well, this week I was in Miami. Next week I am home. Then I'm on a vacation. And then I'm going to Washington, D.C. And so I am about halfway through the travel palooza that is known as the month of May. And if you want to hang out uh, in Washington, D.C., I'll be at Shift Happens Con or Shift Happens Conference. You can find a link down below. And uh, we will definitely be having a meetup down there. But there's uh, there's been a lot of going on. And I keep getting a million questions about what's going to happen at E3. And so we're going to dive into some things here a little bit. And then probably next week I'll try to do a video uh, of what I've heard, what I think is happening. Um, and and we'll, just, we'll dive into it when, when the time is right. But this is Friday. And on Friday we do a wrap-up of everything that happened during the week. The big stuff. And we also take Q&A. And there are a lot of good questions this week. Let's just dive in. The big news of the week is the Huawei ban. Now, uh, I typically shy away from political topics because one, you're never going to win, right? You're always going to piss someone off and, and whatever. Politics is politics. Uh, but this one is a massive implication because Huawei was banned uh, by the U.S. government, which means they no longer have access to Android, Intel chips, ARM chips, and all that stuff. Um, it, it, it's disappointing i guess i don't know I, I don't know how you want to look at it but whatever i think huawei makes good phones and they they typically have interesting products um it's going to be more interesting to see how they navigate the issues that are ongoing but i suspect that these sort of things are going to be having more and more in the future uh until we have some dramatic changes in the industry anyways uh, moving on, Amazon is supposedly working on a device capable of reading human emotions, and that is probably the creepiest thing that I have read this week, and I am not really looking forward to that. There's a lot of stuff talking about facial recognition. There was, um, Amazon actually had their shareholder meeting where people were proposing that Amazon, hey, kind of move away from that industry, and they're like, they voted it down. They're definitely moving towards that. Uh, reading your emotions. I don't know why you would want something like this in your house. Maybe if you're sad, uh, Amazon will ship you some gummy bears, so maybe some Hasbro gummy bears to, you know, cheer you up. Up and then bring you right back down once you realize how terrible they are the sugar-free variety that is i don't know anyway so they are working on this device we'll see if anything ever ships or materializes they've already done a good job of getting microphones in everybody's homes so hey why not cameras that can read if you're happy sad or whatever um yeah on the Windows 10 side of life, a couple big things. 1903 is now shipping. And so Microsoft said, hey, at the end of the month of May, we are going to start shipping that stuff. And here we are. And so it doesn't seem like it's going perfectly smooth. There's definitely been some blocking issues. Random people saying that if you have SD cards in your, your well, an SD card reader, it may not um, install correctly and you'll get rolled back. Uh, printers strike again there's been some printing issues but whatever uh, 1903 now rolling out if you don't have it you will probably likely have it in the near future if you go out hunting for it but with that also means that the new game bar is available so this is a pretty big update new widgets spotify integration and all that good stuff we've talked about it in a previous video but thankfully it is now arriving especially for people who use obs and all that good stuff this is a pretty substantial update um, on the enterprise side that also means that windows server version 1903 is now generally available although typically i would not recommend updating a server release right when it's out maybe you want to start testing and considering it that way but yeah that is going on microsoft also had their sharepoint conference out in las vegas this week where there were some OneDrive differential sync is now coming to other uh, updates or other other application style files and all that good stuff so if that makes you happy you can go check out some of that content content over on petri 
on the gaming side. There was a lot of gaming news this week. There's actually a really interesting report out that is talking about this cloud streaming market. They said today it is a $387 million industry, but it's expected to grow to about $2.5 billion by 2023. Now, I would take that number with a massive pile of salt uh, because these things tend to not get it correct. But what they typically are good at saying is, hey, look, the industry is going up. And yeah, and that's why Microsoft and all these other companies are targeting it. Now, interestingly, they did call out Sony as saying that Sony's PlayStation Now is responsible for 36% or about $90 million of that $387 million prize or pool of revenue. They did not talk about Xbox really in any capacity, Game Pass or anything else like that, which kind of debunks that last rumor crazy thing out that Xbox Game Pass was going crazy with a whole bunch of money. Um, but Sony is the largest streaming company out there right now, according to this report, at 90 million bucks. That's a really small drop in the hat, especially when you consider they have 100 million PlayStation sold. It's still a small market. But what's kind of interesting that ties into this is that also announced this week, came coming out of the Bloomberg camp is that when Sony announced that they were going to be using Azure, the PlayStation group was totally in the dark on this, like completely in the dark, which is a little nuts. And that everybody in that org was really, really, really surprised by the announcement, uh, which makes it kind of seem like, Hey, not kind of, but it absolutely makes it seem like this was like a board executive C-suite level uh, decision. And the reason being is that they looked at it from a strategic advantage for the company going forward and they chose Azure regardless of anything else happening in the company and that's a pretty big deal the reason why I say that is that they are looking beyond the competition with the Xbox they're looking beyond everything else they're looking purely at the long-term viability of Sony as a company and not Xbox PlayStation you know fighting it out and all that good stuff they just said hey we're going to do better if we're on Azure long term rather than any of the other partners regardless of what else they sell and or do so just kind of keep that in mind that this was above the heads of PlayStation when they when they selected Azure. On the Game Pass side for Microsoft, uh, announced a bunch of new stuff actually. So on May 23rd, Metal Gear Survive and the Banner Saga will show up there on Game Pass. On May 29th, Void Bastards will be rolling in on May 30th. Dead by the Daylight and Outer Winds show up. And then June 6th, Full Metal Fur Furries, Full Metal furries that is uh the banner saga 2 and super hot interesting game if you've never played it will also be showing up on game pass this is all microsoft again moving towards what is expected to be a 20 23 billion 2.3 billion or, ugh, cannot talk 2.5 billion dollar industry by 2023 of course i'm wondering if if game pass is a part of that um, i'll be curious i will be curious to see what else how the report was a little interesting i just want to call it the sony stuff um, so yeah, we've got that going on. Those are kind of the big highlights of the week. There's not a whole lot of gaming news. Microsoft is obviously gearing up for E3. I've been starting to hear some trickles of some really accurate, I believe, information. Um, there was a major post over on NeoGAF. Uh, a couple days ago that I'm working to see how much I can verify. I did tweet out that I have heard that Fable um, game is in development for the next generation console uh, for on the Microsoft side. I don't know any details or anything else like that or ship dates or stuff like that, um, but it it's in the works. That is absolutely something I've heard. I'll be curious to see if they show it at E3. That I don't know explicitly, but there is a Fable game being developed because that's a major IP for Microsoft that would probably do pretty well if they can get out a quality game now bunch of questions this week let's hit refresh on the thread i always post that up on throt.com before uh, a couple days before 
whatever I do the podcast. And so here we go. Uh, NGC224 says, will Microsoft ever make a wearable breathalyzer for drunks like myself and Paul? Okay. So when Paul and I go out, all, we are, there's always a good time. It's, we only see each other several times a year and there's always alcohol involved and uh, we always have some fun. Uh, Microsoft will not, in fact, ever make a breathalyzer, unfortunately. Um, they should put Cortana or Clippy in and be like, hey, you're too drunk to drive. Although we never drive. We, we're on road trips or when we go we're not on road trips but we don't we never drive we, we just take cabs and ubers everywhere uh t182 says has the improvement in microsoft teams in the last year tempted you guys to try it again or has that ship sailed so what he's talking about as a company the company that allows me to do this stuff and bring you guys this information we don't currently use microsoft teams although we do talk about it a lot we did try it at one point but it wasn't quite there the one missing feature that we need in teams is that we use skype currently now the challenge is that we use skype with a lot of contractors and we don't have those contractors well they're, they're freelancers and what we need is skype integration into microsoft teams if they bring skype integration much like they had on skype for business where you could talk to skype clients inside of teams there's a very good chance that would would pull us over but for the time being we have a trouble getting away from skype because we use it for so many things with so many different people that we need all these outside parties into teams so that is the missing feature that has kept us from moving to teams and if it happens i could see us giving it a shot again uh jay hambi says has windows on arm lost steam it wasn't mentioned at build and haven't seen any mention of it in the press either i don't think so the big thing that you're waiting on is 8cx and so i don't want to say they didn't talk about windows on arm at build let's be honest they didn't talk about windows at all at build right it wasn't in the keynotes it was very rarely mentioned there were some breakout sessions and all that good stuff but it, they did a major disservice to the brand by not even talking about their 825 million people using it soon to be a billion people probably by the end of the year or early next year and so it was awkward um, but i don't think it's lost steam wait for the 8cx from qualcomm to start shipping and then you'll start seeing a lot more noise about it uh, michael martinez says given the recent 100 price cut on the surface headphones do you believe they're preparing for a gen 2 pair or seeding this market in favor of the rumored earbuds um i think this is just a price cut to probably stimulate sales i i personally have not bought them they're not for me i'm not a big over the ear kind of headphone person wearing that, that's just not my style i don't wear them at home uh, i do wear them though when i game but you can't use the ironic part is i wear this type when i game but you can't use the surface headphones when you game because they don't connect to the xbox for whatever freaking reason microsoft wasn't thinking um i also don't know how often people like wear these things in cubicles right i I'm hoping that they're lowering the price and they're going to sell more and that the earbuds will sell better because I, I personally will probably buy the earbuds, at least if they do better noise isolation, because you can't wear AirPods on a plane because they suck uh, at noise isolation. So um, I, I don't know fully how to read into this. I don't know when the Gen 2 is coming. I know that there is a revision. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a black pair uh, of the Surface headphones in the near future, by the way. But if you're looking to buy them, they are now 100 bucks off. So keep that in mind. Andre says, hi, Brad, do you have any scoops or news regarding the status of Windows Lite and its related hardware? If an announcement is not happening this fall, how are partners going to release third-party devices this year? So it was clearly delayed. Uh, what was it? Delayed might be the wrong word. It clearly was intended to be announced at build. We know that because Lenovo announced this weird foldy tablet thing that I believe was expected to run light. And if you look at it, it says an unannounced version of Windows, which I'm almost positive is referring to Windows Lite. Now, Everything I've heard is that it's still on track for a much wider 
internal testing around the July, August timeframe. I haven't heard that that has slipped at all. And so we will see. I don't know if we're going to see hardware this year. Expect Microsoft to do some sort of showcasing hero device for the platform, much like they did with this Windows laptop and everything else that they've done in the past. But I don't, I don't know. They, they kind of threw us a curveball because they build was interesting. There was a lot of announcements, but there were no no major announcements, if you will, nothing kind of game changing or forward, crazy forward looking yet. And it seems like they, they were set up to announce Windows Lite, but then they said, nah, we're not going to talk about it at all um, for reasons not quite yet understood. Uh, Delta Prime says, a while back, Paul said you had seen the Elite v Elite Controller V2. Did the version you saw have rubber grips like the first Elite Controller that tend to fail after a month or two of gameplay? I believe they did. Actually, uh, there was a video on YouTube, and I can't remember if it got pulled down. If you just go Google Elite Controller V2, you can see a lot of different images of the device. So, uh, unfortunately, the roadmaps I've seen so far don't have it on it. I'm not saying they're not coming, but I don't think it's like explicitly explicitly right around the corner. Although I could be wrong. I don't, maybe it sits in a different part of the Microsoft gaming org that I'm just not familiar with. But unfortunately, I don't know when that is coming or if at this point. And then Epic Palm says, do you think that Microsoft's new Microsoft Edge will be an attempt for Microsoft to get back into the consumer market with lower end tablet devices running Edgeium and when Windows become for more business enterprise users? Also, will Microsoft any new exclusives shown at E3 this year for the console generation and new exclusives be held for next generation? Lastly, is the disk the digital program still happening that for the Xbox that was mentioned a while back? A lot to unpack there. So uh, Edgeum, I, Microsoft, one of the reasons I think Lite might be delayed or pushed back is actually because of the Chrome-based version of Ed. That was a pretty late game switch uh, for Windows Lite to try to integrate and pack all that up. I think that is very much related to why we may not have seen it at build. And I do think that Microsoft will try to ship lower-priced products running that OS. The way I have seen it documented is that Windows Lite is for your casual everyday and Windows 10 is going to be for productivity. So keep that in mind, like when they want proper windows to be a productivity OS and then the windows Lite to be your, your casual gaming, um, on the web, PWA style devices, instant on low overhead, easy to maintain. Don't have to worry about updates type OS. So keep all of that in mind about how, when you think about windows Lite, it's not intended yet to replace the full stack. Although I have seen, um, longer tailed versions of the vision saying, Hey, this should scale up pretty high. Once they figure out win 32 virtualization, that is something they're trying to do, make it so that you can run any win 32 app in a sandbox that is fully containerized and then safe, no matter the platform so that it can't break out. And so that would allow the Edgeum or light OS, whatever you want to call it to kind of expand from beyond that casual use case. But yeah. Um, interesting question. So one of the things that I've talked about that I want Microsoft to make clear at E3 is what is the compatibility story across devices? Because to your point, are they going to announce any exclusive games? I'm pretty sure that they are, but the question becomes which platform are they going to play on this one? Are they only for the next gen? I would think that Microsoft is going to make these things cross platform somehow, maybe through xCloud or something like that, but it would be a pretty big loss to ship a game right when Anaconda and Lockhart ship and then not have access to the massive amount of people who already have a current generation console. So there, that's that's to me the bigger question. Yes, they're going to have exclusives. That's kind of what they talk about at E3. But the bigger deal is how and who is going to be able to access them. 
that is what I am going to be looking for. And then lastly, the disk, the digital program. I haven't heard about where this sits yet. I heard the last thing I heard was a lot of retailers were still pretty pissed. Um, it was initially expected that only GameStop would be pushing back against this pretty hard, but apparently a lot more were than Microsoft was expecting. I still think it needs to happen, and I still think that the Xbox One All Digital Edition is priced way too high there's something wrong and i think it's pretty clear from all of us looking at the price point of that and then you can go buy an xbox one s with a terabyte drive and a disc drive for around like 215 bucks with a game and then you have to pay more for uh, a console without a disc drive but it comes with three games but you don't get to pick the three games you can clearly see that something is wrong with that launch strategy and microsoft kind of botched it that there's no other way to describe it no other way to describe it so uh, that's about all we got for this week's folks. Uh, again, a bit, lot of travel. Next week should hopefully be back to normal, followed by a week of two weeks of not normal uh, for me. But there's a lot of things coming as we lead up to E3. I'm going to try to hopefully dig some of them out of the weeds here in a little bit. With that said, folks, have yourselves a wonderful Friday.